got a lot of bye weeks and this has come at the worst possible time because i know a lot of us are invested in the bills a lot of us are invested in the ravens even the vikings if you're probably out of the playoffs you're invested in the bears and the raiders more so the giants but what's going on sleeper and 32 bit nation it is your boy natter alongside the number one australian analyst shit how you doing over there I'm good, man. It really is bipocalypse this week, and we'll come to that a little bit later. But if you're like me and are heavily invested in the Ravens this year, uh, with your Lamar Jackson, uh, Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews stacks, you're going to be floating around 500 like I am. You're going to need to be winning in. And you've not got those star players. So I feel pretty fucking stupid um, leading into this week, and I, I really need wins in a lot of my leagues. So... I'm actually going to pay attention this week and maybe take some of my own advice. In one league, I'm projected 55 points right now. Far Half out. point PPR. That's bad. That's a lot of buys. That's an unlucky rubber ducky type of moment. So real fast, I got a game for you. Mm. And I think a lot of people listening can probably play this game and feel my pain. Or maybe feel the celebration if you're on the other end of the spectrum, uh, which I am in some leagues and some not so much. But we're going to play a game of Guess My Record. So I'm going to tell you a team, and you're going to guess the record that I currently possess. All right? Okie dokie. I'm listening. I'm you're switched listening? on. All right. So quarterback, Justin Fields. Wide receivers, Devontae Adams, Garrett Wilson, T. Higgins. Running backs, Christian McCaffrey, let me set the rules real fast. It is a 10-man league, half-point PPR, nothing special, just, you know, one of those standard type of leagues. Anyway, running backs, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones. I'll just name you the starting lineup. Tight end, Jake Ferguson, and my flex, Drake London. And Deontay Johnson also shuffles in my flex. Uh, Jordan Addison has been there a couple times. Um, I say you're three and nine. Yeah, you're, you're very close. One Two. more win. Oh, four. Yeah, wow. yeah, but you're you're telling me like as I'm listening to this lineup, right? You're telling me I walked away from the draft. You should have just yeah. handed me the trophy. Yeah, that that like that's a pr- you you happy with that at the draft? You've got McCaffrey, you've got Fields, you know Garrett Wilson. That's uh, that's pretty. Devontae like, Adams. I assume you got him off the waivers. Like Jake Ferguson's been pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, um, Jake Ferguson was a waiver pickup. Yeah, I mean I'm four and eight with a team also with Fields. This is dynasty, so it's slightly different. Mahomes, Eckler, 
James Cook, Amonra, St. Brown, Jordan Addison, Cooper Cup, David Njoku, Adam Thielen, Jamar Chase, and Justin Fields. That's, yeah, you know. That was my starting lineup from this week. That's a four and eight as well. It's, I wonder it's, if this it's, is it's, one of these Fugazi leagues where... So I am the... This is me in every league this year. I'm in the playoffs on points four and often not on wins. And one of the leagues, this guy was kicking up like, I've got the most, I've got the most points I'm out of the playoffs. I'm like, chill out, man. I have like 200 more points than you. And mm-hmm. you're like, I've got the most points of anyone. You don't. I do. Um, that guy's a dickhead. That was an what anecdote a... that went nowhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, in so, in so many leagues, I have like the most, you know, I'm top three in points four, but t- bottom three in points against. Or top three in points against, however you want to view it. I feel like I have been quite unlucky this season. Yeah, in the case of my league, it wasn't even that people just dominated me and happened to outscore me. It's just my lineup is so star-studded in that one, but they've immensely underperformed. I'm sure everybody listening sat there and thought, oh, yeah, it makes sense his team isn't doing good. All those players aren't doing good. But, uh, of course, you know, I guess that's why we play the games instead of just drafting and handing out the trophy because moments like that do happen. I got one more for you. That's a shout-out to our Indian cricket team fans out there that you actually have to play the game. You don't just get the trophy for being the best team. No. Yeah. Uh, all right. Quarterback Baker Mayfield. This is a two-man or two-wide receiver flex league. No, keep All right. So Baker Mayfield quarterback, wide receivers Christian Watson, DeAndre Hopkins. Running backs, Tony Pollard, Damian Pierce. Tight end was Mark Andrews. He gone. Flex, Alvin Kamara. So, is half point PPR, 10 man? This is a standard 12 man league. Standard 12 man league. Nah, this is good. He can't be that high because Christian Watson hasn't really found the end zone. Yeah. Tony Pollard hasn't really found the end no. zone. Damian Pierce hasn't found the end zone. No. Baker's been quite good. I he thought when you started off with Baker that you were going to be like, and this team is eight and four. But no, you've got to be like two or three in that, surely. I'm like, hold on, let me check. Like, what is that? Like, yeah, eight and three? Eight and three. Eight and three. Makes no sense. No business. You want to know my bench? Zay Jones, Roshan Johnson, Noah Brown. Sometimes you just have those weeks, though. And I had this, maybe it was it last year, year before. Every waiver decision, every start sit decision I made was right. And I just, you have a charmed run. And that's why I think, like, just make, just get to the playoffs and anything can happen. Yeah. Get to and the playoffs it, and anything mm-hmm. can happen. That's why you play the waivers all season long. That's why you are in the minutiae of what's going on because then you have more chances to get those things right. And you can still be frustrated. You can still go, I've had a shit run with a shit draw and I'm, I'm getting points against me. But if you're scoring points, you can't play defense, really, in fantasy football. You can on the way, why kind of, at the end of the season. But you can't play defense. So the opposition <laughs> scoring points, that's not your fault. Yeah, you know, you know, if you just get blown out, you get blown out, but... Yeah, you know it's a weird 
I don't want to say it's a weird year, but it's a weird year because I, I feel like we say that almost every year. Uh, well, it was a weird... We, from the start of the year, were saying this was going to be a weird year. That it, it felt like a weird year with drafting. There was no rhythm to what we were doing. And we're going to come back to this probably next week. Um, but it, it's been a weird year. It's been a weird year on field as well, though. It seems like no team wants to win the damn thing. Same. It's, um, yeah, it, it's just an odd, it's an odd year of football. I'm trying to make sense of it. And I think that's become the most difficult part of it is trying to make sense of everything. Like, why did this happen? How did this happen? And how could I stop it from happening again? Because you're telling me the wide receiver bust, I feel like are a little bit more difficult to, to think about. Running back bust, you can kind of more gauge more or less. Like the fact that Chubba Hubbard and Miles Sanders are struggling shouldn't have been a surprise, in my opinion. It shouldn't have been a surprise, but the fact that Devontae Adams is struggling, I feel like is a little bit of a surprise. The fact T. Higgins or Drake London is struggling, I kind of feel like that's a surprise. Personally, I am surprised that Christian Watson is struggling. Yeah, and we saw how good he was on Thanksgiving. Like, that's who we were expecting him to be. And I think that's who he kind of can be down the stretch. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when I was trying to trade for him. But this is a guy to target because they've got a pretty soft draw. And, yeah, because yeah, he, he's, he's a good, good wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like I'm trying to evolve a thought process of, okay, what happened here? Why did this happen? And what could I do in the future to prevent something like this from happening? Because running backs, uh, I don't want to turn this into a wide receiver running back conversation, but they're they're just easier to gauge. Hmm. There's less variance. There's variance, but you kind of know what you're going to get when you draft them. Like, you know, when you drafted Saquon, he's going to have a little bit of a boom game. He's going to have a quiet game, not necessarily bust, but. He's going to have a cool, more quiet game. Derrick Henry, you kind of knew it was going to be a little bit more of a consistent, um, you know, 20 touches, 80 yards, maybe a touchdown or two. McCaffrey is going to be a stud. Austin Eckler has been the uh, that outlier this year with his fumbling issues, especially on the goal line. And not, not getting the, uh, the receptions that I feel like he was supposed to be getting this year. But, I mean, wide receivers were a little bit harder to gauge. I feel like T. Higgins was a trap. And I felt like I fell for that trap. I, I, I want to come back to this in proper depth because uh-huh. I, I think that notion of why, and that's that's how we learn. That's what we do when we look at at scout. Uh, or that's what we do when we look at a player's film. We ask why. Why did he? Why did he score that touchdown? Why didn't he catch it? Those sorts of questions because that's more interesting than did he? Because you can look at this and go, whatever player it is is currently it's Sam Howell. How did we all miss on that? Did we all miss on that? His numbers are gaudy. Do you actually want him as a quarterback? Those sorts of questions. And that that's exactly it, is the is the why. Because I think T. Higgins, you can look at and go, well, my process was probably right. He was slightly overvalued because I think there's always an element of projection with the number two guy or the, the 1B that they're going to go past the 1A, that it, he's elevated himself from a, a, a two or a three to that 1B. And yet, well, the... You know, linear growth means that he must go past the 1A. 
T. Higgins, I think, is that re- is is an exception in that sense. A because he's got Jamar Chase ahead of him, and he was never going to go past Jamar Chase. But I think we can also look at a number of players. Their value has been lower because of external factors. Like, I think there was too much projection in Garrett Wilson. I think people overdrafted him. But there's no way known Aaron Rodgers were not going to play a game. Um, T. Higgins has been without Joe Burrow. And you can say, well, part of that projection was him being in a contract year, which I think is a spurious argument anyway. But if we look at that why, I think we'll probably come to the realisation that maybe Devontae Adams just had a down year. Or maybe we overestimated what Jimmy G could be. Or we overestimated, or we underestimated the impact of Josh McDaniels. But, you know then finding out what that why is and taking that learning forward. I think that's worth a, a broader discussion in the weeks to come because that's how you learn. It is. And I'm going to try to incorporate that thought process hmm. when we come into these waiver wire picks and people, not necessarily waiver wire because by the time the episode comes out, they're going to be gone. But players for you to pick up and try to utilize in these bye weeks using a better thought process of like, okay, how's he going to get fantasy points? Is it realistic? And could I trust him in a spot start where my season is on the line? And I think that's what we're going to do in this episode. At least attempt to do so. Yeah. So yeah, do we'll, you want to start uh, off with wide receivers or running backs? How about we start off with some justifiable overreactions? Oh, okay. We can hey run me. through this quickly. Hey. No, no, um, hey. First of all, unrelated to this, this is related to my actual fantasy life. Okay. What's DK Metcalf worth to in Dynasty? I know you're not really a Dynasty guy. What are, you, what are you paying for him? You know, he still is a elite receiver. I agree. Um, either in an unfortunate situation where the quarterback just doesn't like giving him the football. Yeah. Or or he needs a change of scenery. Um, yeah, you're still probably giving a first rounder for him. Interesting. Like I personally, you know, if I have a mid to late first rounder and somebody offers me a first-round pick for DK Metcalf, I would accept it. That's fair. I was looking at uh, a second-rounder in Romeo Dubs. Okay, I can do it. Yeah, I would accept that too. Yeah. That, that's what, that's kind of a... I don't want to part with my first-rounder, that's why. Um, I feel like Metcalf is just slightly undervalued at the moment. He's had a bit of a shit season. Yeah, I mean, he's been underwhelming. He's been injured a little bit. Playing with an injury. And he has a difficult schedule. I mean, he's got to go. The Rams usually play him tough because the, the Rams and Seahawks always play each other tough. Has to go against the Niners twice a year. And then whatever his other next, teams. Like, mm-hmm. His next three weeks. And in fact, if you include the week just gone, San Francisco, Dallas, San Francisco, Philadelphia. Philadelphia is an abusable matchup this year, which is odd. Yeah. They're slow. Yeah, but you typically, you would go into it thinking, okay, he's going to have a difficult matchup. Mm. Then he has Tennessee and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, for championship week, that's not ideal with the way that offense is going right now. But the C- Seattle has always been run the ball, run the ball, go over the top play action. Mm. And right now, the meta of the defense playing cover two, limiting the deep ball, it's just not a good time for DK Metcalf to make explosive plays when they're just not giving him the ability to do so. At some point, his size doesn't matter anymore. We could say, oh, just throw it up to him and he'll go up and get it. It just doesn't work anymore. It's not college. Prob- 
I probably haven't... Well, yeah. And that's, again, if we come back to that scouting conversation. Why is he winning? Why Why is he winning? Why is he making those plays? And off the, he's bigger and faster than everyone. That doesn't last forever. Bigger does, but faster doesn't. So that with Des, uh, Des Bryant. That your athleticism goes and then you need other tricks. He was never the best route runner. Hmm. Remember his three cone? It was, from what I remember, abysmal. I think he's but... still going. Oh, yeah, he's still running it right now. Right, now, I think he's going past the turn. Yeah, <laughs> trundling around. But, I mean, the targets are there. You know, the, his last whatever games, nine, uh, count backwards, nine, 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 12, four, bit of an outlier, 14, uh, didn't play, and then nine. So the volume's there most weeks. You, with seven targets a week, you should be a viable fantasy receiver in, yeah. in most worlds. He is a must-start receiver, but one time, you know... You also have to think the quality of targets. A mm. 60 to 50 yard deep ball in double coverage is going to count as a target for him. Yeah. And he just had no chance. I haven't, I haven't watched the Seahawks closely enough to know whether he's been... If he's been unlucky. Mm-hmm. Like, is there unlucky or the quality of targets are just not there? Like, like I said, like a double coverage pass that went over his head 15 yards or 10 yards, it still counts as a target in a yeah. statistic. But he had no chance of catching that. So him having a large amount of targets with nothing to show for it shows that he just doesn't have the quality targets there. He's not going to get the Julian Edelman or the just across the lineup from him. Um, mm. I can't remember his name all of a sudden. Hunter Renfro. Now the, the the other wide receiver on the Seahawks. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, there we go. Tyler Lockett has quality targets because he might have seven to eight, but they're all short intermediate routes, high percentage catches. So him having nine targets is encouraging because he's probably going to catch more than half of them. With DK, I mean, usually 50% is pretty good for him. And then as, as you look at the targets to receptions, 80 targets, 43 receptions, that aligns. Yeah, yeah, and that I mean that's that target conversion, and and yeah, you're right. you know, unfortunately, right, targets are created equal. Unfortunately, Gino doesn't throw a pretty deep ball the way Russell Wilson does. That just kind of helps DK Metcalf out. Um, you know, when they drafted DK Metcalf, they assumed Russell Wilson would be the quarterback for a long time, and uh, it was a perfect scheme fit with Gino there. He doesn't quite throw it the way DK or uh, sorry Russell Wilson throws. The perfect deep ball, and uh, you know what? Right now, DK is just not a scheme fit. Yeah, I wonder if he'd be better with Drew Locke, but we're not going to say that, and that's probably for the best because Drew Locke's terrible. I like his hair. Anyway, anyway, that's good DK Metcalf talk. Yep. Um, let's re- let's burn through these quickly because we're uh, we're losing daylight here. We've been going for twenty minutes. We haven't talked about anything. Uh, the Panthers are a sneaky basket case franchise. I have no idea what that means basket case being that like they're terrible well yeah they're terrible they're terrible but they're like terrible for a lot of reasons you just look at them like they're they're bad and they're not getting better i say that about the bears and the raiders mostly the raiders uh this is why i think the panthers are because they've got terrible ownership they can't stop firing they're paying 70 million to coaches who aren't in the building that's just head coaches i don't know about assistants but 70 million to coaches who aren't coaching their team They've got an interfering owner. Um, 
Bryce Young, the jury is still out on. And, you know, at least in comparison to some of his classmates. They're, they got nothing. They got nothing. They got no identity. It's not got a fan base. They got that that bear for a mascot. Even though they're a panther. Yeah, I think it's really a panther. I do, It's still my favorite, though. What's that bear doing from Chosen Anderson or whatever his name is? <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that sandbite. Yeah, I mean, no offensive line. No weapons. Suspect running backs. Suspect play calling. Not much of a defense other than Brian Burns. Uh, yeah, I think Jeremy Chin's all right as well. But you, you, you know, two players doesn't make a defense. Yeah, and you know, it, it's difficult. You're you're not sure where to start. And I would start with a shoot. All right, this is going to be a Jamar. Should they draft a Jamar Chase or a Penay Sewell conversation? But for the for the Bengals, by the way. Uh, I would start with, uh, personally, I would probably start with offensive line, but. Yeah. If they start go for the a wide just, yeah. outwards. I mean, they don't have a first round pick. They don't have many first draft picks because they use the majority of them to get Bryce Young. Yeah. So they're it's. In uh, trouble. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. I least, don't know. I don't know what their cap space looks like, but. Least appealing job. The win is there's, there's not a lot of tax in Carolina. I suppose that's appealing. Well, it's appealing because you'll get fired if you don't do good, and then you'll get your salary guaranteed. So, you know what? If you just coach poorly for two years and get your whole salary, that's not bad. Not even two years. You can get do it for 12 weeks. That's pretty good, honestly. And say what you like about Frank Reich. He's not... I mean, he's just a coach, but he's not a terrible coach. He's We're not talking about, like, Urban Meyer or... You know, somebody who is tremendously bad. I think there is a... Well, they don't have the picks, but I was going to say, it, I think there's a world where Bill Belichick's their coach next year because Tepper just goes, I'm going to pay the guy. I'm trying to look up Frank Wright's career because I know he's been fired more than once from head coaching, right? He's, he's the only coach in NFL history to be fired twice in back... to be fired in back-to-back seasons. So he's fired by the Colts last year. Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like they could have learned something from that. The Colts were another little bit of a mini dumpster fire as well. Yeah, and then they hired Shane Steichen, and they've been all right this year. I would have liked to have seen them with Anthony Richardson. Oh, we're talking about last year. In general, yeah. Yeah, they've had a couple of weird years with Rivers and Ryan and Carson Wentz. That's right, that's right. Yeah, I mean... I don't know what you want me to do. Bad team. The the problem is is now the the Texans are gonna skew every bad team because I think like we talked about it in last episode the the Texans have no business being good. No, they just keep winning. But they keep it's like winning. The Vikings last year. Yeah, they have no business being good, but right now they're winning, and that's all because of the quarterback. And now. The Texans are going to skew everybody's expectations on a bad team because they think, oh, we drafted a quarterback. If the quarterback can't elevate 17 people who shouldn't even be on an NFL <laughs> roster, you know, then clearly he's a not a good Q- QB. I mean, we see it all the time. Good quarterback play raises everyone around you. I feel like the Panthers, 
once upon a time this would have been bill parcells going there like you just go and get the biggest name coach he comes in for a couple of years and turns it around and that's why i'm throwing out belichick i don't think it's going to happen but they're they're going to want to make a splash and get a proper head coach a guy who's done it a guy who's been there i don't think it matters i don't think it matters either but i think they will they need a owner that's going to hire somebody for the long run. Easier said than done. And just kind of let him bleed out the years because, I mean, next year is going to be a waste. They're not going to have the draft picks to develop anything. Year three, maybe after a couple first rounders. They should yep. have traded Brian Burns. Last year when they had a, two first rounders from the Rams offered. You know what? Maybe I'm glad they didn't take it. <laughs> um, yeah, I I genuinely think they're going to try and they don't have the assets to trade for anyone. Annoying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know what their salary. Like I said, I don't know what their salary cap situation is off the top of my head. But I mean, maybe they can they, sign a wide receiver. They're not, they're not paying anyone. They shouldn't be. I'm going to Google Panthers. They must have a ton uh, of cap room because there's no one expensive cap. on their roster. Uh, well, hey, they're paying Christian McCaffrey 18 mil. Nice. <laughs> That's money well spent. True. Team cap space. Nice. They have 5 million. 2024. Five million. Okay. It's, uh, it, it, next year, they'll have 57. Yeah. I mean, when you're not paying a quarterback, that's quite a lot of money. How much... How much could they get for that? I mean, they could probably get a wide receiver and a O-lineman for that, right? Uh, I got no idea about the about cap math. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a cap person. I would assume that's enough it's, it's enough to make a, a splash or two. I think How about that? You sink If you're going to keep Brian Burns, you got to give him s- some support so you you probably pick up another maybe like an Andrew Van Ginkle. Um and then a couple of people across the offensive line, just shore that up. Because young needs young needs to be protected. You need to protect your asset, and the wide receivers will look a million times better. You get a mid a mid range wide receiver, and someone who can catch the ball. Maybe like um, maybe Hunter Henry. Draft a guy. I'm looking at the the wide receiving core right now, and they got, of course, Adam Thielen, Jonathan Mingo, DJ Chark, and the fact that Terrence Marshall Jr. isn't one of the star receivers on the team. That's a yikes right there. I'm a big fan of Mingo. We haven't seen anything out of him this year. Obviously, Thielen's been quite good. Um, Their running game has been appalling. Maybe you do. Maybe you do trade Jeremy Chin. Maybe you do trade Brian Burns. Is there a world... No, you gave up too much. I was going to say, is there a world we trade Bryce Young? Gave up too much. But with those two players, you recoup a couple of those picks and you just do what the Rams have done this year and rebuild the roster. Get 30 new guys in there and see what you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult situation. You know what? Good luck to the next coach. Um I envy him a little bit because I know I could only be there for a year and make forty million. <laughs> but uh, 
Uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm not a Panthers fan. Yeah. The issue is their coach is not a patient man. He wants to win and win now. No winner. So they're not going to blow up the team and do that. So he's going to pay to bring people in. It's almost like he could have kept Christian McCaffrey. It's a, it's a shame to keep him, though. It, it was a shame. Yeah. But, eh, whatever. Um, number two, Kirk Cousins is making more money not playing than playing. Mm, yes. Yes. On a technical standpoint, yes. Because he, he got hurt on such a high that people are going to pay him for that high and even potentially more than that high. I mean, you look at Josh Jobs, four interceptions, the Vikings are going to hang on, we can't actually run it back with this guy. Which I I think was probably a genuine thought in their mind last week. I think the Patriots are probably going to look at him. Um, the Seahawks, if they move on from uh, Geno, he's probably a, a reasonable fit there. He just signed an extension. I really doubt they're going to get off of him that fast. Uh, I don't. I haven't looked at the the money that they could basically cut for him. The Raiders, potentially, but I think they'd want to go young. I agree. I think they will. Depends who they get as coach, but yeah. Um, the Cardinals potentially, if they get rid of Kyler, though they'll be early enough to pick one. Anyway. I think his market's growing just by him not playing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and last but not least, the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, they, they keep finding ways to win games. It's always a good sign. Yeah. You know, we, it, the ability to dig deep. And yep. find, I, I know it's a overused term, just find a way. But they've been doing it. And good teams do it. Yeah, good teams always find a way differently to win a game, whether it's airing it out, running the ball, just giving your playmakers the ability to make plays. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, right now, they, they're the Super Bowl favorites. They've beaten every tough team that they had in front of them, minus the Jets. <laughs> that was an, I don't know if we talked about that at the time, but that was the first time the Jets had ever beaten the Eagles in history. History, history? Or like history? History. History, history. It's a good way to beat them. Yeah. Yeah, meaningful result. You know, I mean, right now, the next two weeks for the Eagles are going to determine a lot. Of course, they play the Niners. And the week after that, they play the Cowboys once again. If they're able to come up with two dubs, then I think it's clear that they're Super Bowl favorites. If they weren't at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I can't see anyone getting past them for mine talk about the 49ers i suppose but the eagles just look so complete they uh don't have too many appearing weaknesses other than their secondary right now and their pass rush isn't doing what i expected their pass rush to do a little regression on the defensive side true true right what do we got all righty so you want to start off with the running backs or you want to go straight to the wide receivers let's talk running backs Running backs are going to be, um, in my personal opinion, nothing super, super crazy, crazy. Of course, Josh Jacobs, Saquon, um, Gus, and then Dalvin, not Dalvin Cook, James Cook are going to be on bias. James but Cook. 
they're not the, they weren't the RB ones on your team. I think it's a little bit more manageable on the RB side, unless you're Saquon and Josh Jacobs. But I mean, Madison right now is potentially RB two. Yep, starting for most people. Yep, yep, yep. So right now, as I look on the waivers, it's 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 not very pretty. <laughs> Still not very pretty. But bear in mind, by the time this comes out, waivers have all already passed. So yes. hopefully, you got Zach Moss because he was a beast without Taylor early in the season. They're going to be without Taylor for two to three weeks. Yes. I mean, but I'm going to assume that he's been rostered and taken just because that's, that's, that's easy pickings. He's 52% rostered on Yahoo leagues. Yikes. Alrighty. So, so let's start it off. Who is not rostered that heavily right now? I'm going to go Samaj P Ryan rostered in 20% of Yahoo leagues. I find that number going to be significantly higher. Averaging about five rushing rushes per uh, game, but his most of work most of his work ends up in the receiving game, averaging about three receptions a game. Uh, those mm-hmm. PPR points are going to be massive against the Houston Texans. I think there's going to be a lot of checkdowns against them, considering Houston's yep. probably going to put up some points. I find him being on the field a lot in this game very realistic. He would be somebody that I would target and try to put into my starting lineup. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he found the end zone this week. Um, he's been a guy who's floated around for a long time, and you don't stay in the league as a bit part player without being able to do your job. I think that's always a good sign. Um, I, I, I like that as a pick, and he's not rostered in too many leagues. That's always a, always a winner. Um, I'm looking down this, this league. This here Ezekiel Elliott not sexy obviously we I was high on him coming into the season the Patriots offense is a busted ass offense but the running game is still pretty good um, the best drives of the past two weeks or the past two games have been when they've given the ball to Elliott and Ramondre Stevenson. Um, Stevenson's clearly the one. Elliot is is the two. But if you watch how the game was called after Bailey Zappi came in, I don't know if Mac Jones is going to start. I don't know if it's going to be Bailey Zappi. But they do not let him throw down the field. It is going to be screens. It is going to be underneath passes. It is going to be swing passes. And that all works for Ezekiel Elliott because if they're trying to get the ball out of his hands quickly, he will possibly be in the backfield more. He's going to catch those passes. And to me, he still looked like he's had some juice. Looked pretty good. Looked very physical. It's kind of a shame he's on that team right now. There was a um, a play he had. It was about a 45-yard catch and touchdown a couple of weeks ago where he looked really, really good, and it was called back on holding because it's the Patriots in 2023. Um, but he was, he, was absolutely, um, he was absolutely killing it. He's averaging four yards a carry. That's that's not nothing. If you're really down on your luck, Royce Freeman. Yeah, the Rolls Royce. Rostered in 13% of Yahoo leagues. Kyron Williams had a huge game, but Royce will still have a little bit of a role in that offense. I'm expecting at least 10 rushes out of him. 
10 rushes, 50 yards, give me five fantasy points, maybe a catch or two to really solidify that stat line to make sure he at least hits his projection. He does that. Yep. You know what? You won't lose your fantasy week because of him. Yeah. No, that's excellent. Um, Zach Charbonnet, one of the most dropped players this week. He's not injured, is he? No, but he didn't satisfy our needs. Didn't he? Uh, I mean, ten, he got 10 points. That's in one of my leagues that I play. 14 times for 47 yards and all four targets. That's 18. That's an 18 touch workload. That is really, really good for a running back. Um, Kenneth Walker didn't practice on Monday. We might know more towards the back end of the week. Uh, but they are playing Thursday night against the Cowboys. I don't think Walker plays. If you are looking for a running back in a run-heavy offense on Thursday night where you run the ball a lot, yes, it's against the Cowboys, but he gets targets. I think Zach Charbonnet doesn't justify being one of the most dropped players of the week on Yahoo. I think a lot of people are rage-dropping the I picked him up or I held him this whole year. He had his one chance. He didn't succeed. I'm now out of the playoffs. Screw this guy dropping. Yeah. Well, you're an idiot if that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I got a fun one for you. Yes. Should you do it? Probably not. Kyle Husechek. <laughs> no. This is a I want to put my schlong on your forehead type of, type of play. This is the, you know what? I don't respect you. As a fantasy player type of play. Yeah. But. No. Chances are he might get more fantasy points than the other running backs. In what the, the other San Francisco running backs. Who they got this week? They play the Eagles. No. No. Michael Carter on um, the Arizona Cardinals. That's one game, four receptions on four targets, four carries for 19 yards, total of 34 yards on the whole. I was a big Michael Carter fan when he came into the league. He was stuck on the Jets, and then he was buried on the depth chart. Interesting guy to have on your roster, I think, coming into the playoffs, if you want a piece of that dynamite Cardinals offense um, then I think uh, you could do you could do much worse than um, Michael Carter as a potential f- fantasy playoff start I know every year there's a couple of guys who are who pop up and do something I think that could be Carter James Conner is injury prone unfortunately big physical that guy does get hurt running game's not horrible yeah I mean they, they've had a solid running game and they've always had fantasy Irrelevancy. I mean, yeah. you know, he, like you said, I mean, first week on the team and he had 38% of the snap share. Yeah. J- James Conner had 42. I'm, I like Conner, but uh, I, do I like could Connor. see Carter being, you know, as I've said for about three guys, it's not nothing. It's not nothing. It's not like phenomenal, but it's not nothing. That's not nothing. Um, surprisingly, Miles Sanders, as I look at the thing right now, he's on the waivers on a couple leagues of mine, and as, as I'm paying attention to them, he's rostered 51%. He's not going to do much for you. 
not going to do much. I mean, that last two games I see right now, 11 touches, 50 yards, 15 touches, 28 yards. God, less than two yards a carry. But he is getting touches. And eventually one of those touches is going to do well. And eventually, maybe this is the week he gets a touchdown out of one of those touches. Mm. But yikes. Yikes as I look at his statistics. <laughs> Should we have a look at some wide receivers? Let's hit the wide receiver button. Let's hit the wide receivers, right. Who have we? So this week you're missing uh, Zay Flowers, potentially. Yes. You're missing... Stefan Diggs, you're missing Gabe Davis, you're missing Jordan. DJ Moore, sure, Jordan Addison, Jordan Addison, you're missing Devontae Adams, you're missing, I tell you, Jalen Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt, he is the truth. They get a decent quarterback there, he is going to be right in my head. You're chances. telling me the Italian stallion, which is the, the spaghetti monsu, isn't the guy? Pasta Fazulu. No, I don't think so. He's not that bad, but yeah, he's he's not the long term guy. Well, you they know can't what? go. F- they can't. You're not getting rid of Danny Jones for him. Well, my disappointment is immeasurable, and my day is ruined. Well, sucked in. All right, so you know what? I got a fun one for you. Actually, it's not even a fun one. It's a good one. Rashid Shahid, fifty-one percent of leagues, fifty-three actually, and you know what? Unfortunately, he's probably going to get claimed a lot. He, I don't want a piece of that. Well, you see, you if see, it's right not now, Camara, if it's not Olave, and I know Shahid's been, and probably if it's not Taysom Hill, I'm not interested. Well, let's see, right now, Olave's in concussion protocol. Michael Thomas uh, is on the IR. Yeah, he might be the wide receiver one right now. Actually, as I read his report, Rashid Shahid's quad unlikely to play Week 13. Yeah. Never mind. Maybe not him then. No, maybe, maybe not him. Not him then. Who else do they like, have? Uh, Who else do they like have? The, if you like the sound Eid, how about Jaden uh, Reed of the Packers? Yes. He has been lights out for them. He's sort of like a, a Debo Samuel light in a sense. So let's let's have a look at his last let's have a look at his last four games. This is just through the air. Um he had this week he had two catches on five targets, forty eight yards. Four catches on eight targets, thirty seven yards, and two touchdowns. Three catches on seven targets, 63 yards. Three catches, five targets, 55 yards. Three, three, four, and two catches doesn't set you on fire, but he is a big play receiver, and he's making those big plays. He's making them downfield, but more importantly, he makes them close to the line of scrimmage and then goes big. He has seven, uh, seven rushing attempts on the year for 81 yards. He has a touchdown. If you see the ball in his hands, he is lightning. He is absolutely lightning. And yes, Christian Watson... Had a big blow-up game on uh, Thanksgiving, but I am—I'm really interested in this dude. Oh, hang on! I read that backwards. I read from that—that that was his start of the season. Sorry, Yahoo formats this different way. So his last four weeks have been four catches uh, on eight targets, thirty-four yards, and a touchdown. Four catches, six yards, forty-six yards, no touchdown. Uh, five, five, eighty-four, and one. Three, three, nineteen, and zero. Four, six, eighty-three, zero. He's finding he's finding the end zone nicely. That's not a bad option right there. But you know what? I got another one with you. Okay, so 
Do you know A.T. Perry? A.T. Perry. Uh, the name rings a bell. Is he on the the Packers? He is on the Saints, and he is a six foot four rookie wide receiver that played thirty two out of yeah. the forty dropbacks for the Saints once. Rashid Shahid, Chris Olave, and Michael Thomas were gone. So he played 70% of the snaps uh, with Michael Thomas gone specifically. And then those rose to almost an every down snap once Rashid, Rashid uh, Shahid, sorry, yeah. Once Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid was gone. God, that's a tongue twister. So this guy, this guy, <laughs> you know, he's forced into relevancy. He has no choice but to be relevant. I'm looking at who they have on their roster. Juwan Johnson is the person you want to target. He's a tight end. He's not, though. He's a wide no, receiver a who plays tight end. And they're going to have to throw the ball to him a lot. They're going to run the ball a lot. So Alvin Kamara is going to have a day out. You could only have a day if if the team isn't expecting it. Everybody knows Michael, Alvin Kamara is going to get the ball 17 times. Like, yep. like they go against Detroit. He's a day anyway. He's going against Detroit. And then he's going against Carolina right after that. He's got options. This guy, I'm gonna I'm gonna read his review here. Long wide out with quick feet and erratic hands, he falls neatly into the category of higher ceiling, lower floor prospect. Perry's been highly targeted and productive over the last two seasons. He's crafty but physical in the early stages of the route. Flashes the ability to become a more dangerous route runner with additional work. He has the tools to work at all three levels of the field. But he's drops an ordinary ball skill, saps some of that excitement surrounding his massive wingspan. He, he's a big dude can't catch the ball it's perfect for my fantasy lineup i don't see the issue here he he's six three and a half huge six four man. just say it. Just six hands. four six three six four half. i i don't think like he should be if this if this is dynasty he should be on your roster i'm, I'm, I'm looking for him right now oh somebody else has him me, god me too <laughs> Um, if he's done, if it's dynasty, he should be on your roster. If it's anything else, like he's not going to be fantasy relevant. And I would, he's one of these guys that I think you'd rather miss the bus on than start and watch him put up a zero in your lineup. That that's how I feel about about Matthew. There's no Perry way he's here. putting a star. There's no way he's putting a donut in your lineup. If he, if he's lining up wide receiver one, wide receiver two even, he's not putting up a donut. Yeah, for the for the Saints. There's just no way. There's just good. no way. They can't. They're, they're he just, he just can't physically put up a donut. There's just no way. No way. Gabe Davis put up a donut. That's Davis. That's Gabe he can Davis. actually play the that's game. That's Gabe Davis. We don't care about him. He's on the Bills. The Bills are irrelevant right now. They're not even in the playoffs. They have 0% chance of making the playoffs. Yeah, and they're not going to make the playoffs. Exactly. I just said that. <laughs> yeah, you, had, you did. Sorry. I'm very <laughs> tired. I'm tired and distracted by trying to get A.T. Perry. Um, I'm not. I'm not interested in At Perry. He's in every. He's picked up in every dynasty league. I mean, so Correct. more full Same. Um They have Keith Kirkwood, who has been around forever, and also is called Keith. They've got Lynn Bowden Jr., who notable for being traded before he'd even played a game. But um, I think it's Juwan Johnson. I think, I think Juwan Johnson is the person you want on this on this team here. I got another one. I got, actually, I got a couple of them. I'm just going to lightning round them for you. And then you yeah. could either just say, you could either yay or nay them. Michael yes. Gallup, 14% owned. Yep. 
I'm okay. You know, I'm a big Michael Gallagher. Yeah, I am too. He's not 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 too relevant in this offense. He's essentially the fourth pass catcher, maybe the fifth behind Pollard. Robert Woods. Nah, no, he seems to have been supplanted in that offense. I don't know what that means. He's not relevant. Yeah, DJ Chark. No, we've talked about Carolina. I got one for you. Tutu Atwell. Rost in 27% of leagues. Pick him up. Um, I was looking at him a second ago. Yeah, 27. Yeah, I, I expect that number to significantly. I think he's going to be a big uh, big waiver wire big ad, waiver. which is why I didn't want to include him. Uh, Elijah Moore, 42% owned. I think he's going to be a big one as one. Big one as well. Uh, Jamison Williams, 22%. He should be rusted. He's a very good football Josh player. Josh Reynolds. He's a dickhead, but he's a very good football player. Josh Reynolds, we were a big Josh Reynolds podcast. You know, that. 19% owned. I think he's a go. Uh, Justin Watson is a big one, actually, that I wanted to make sure he gets his spotlight because he is, in my opinion, other than Rasheed Rice, the most established wide receiver on that team with big play potential. I feel like if there's a deeper throw, usually Justin Watson's on the end of that. And I know Patrick Mahomes is itching to be able to complete a deep pass over the top. And uh, when MVS doesn't want to catch it, Justin Watson will. I mean, right now he scored touchdowns in two straight games. He's going to make it a third against Green Bay. I can't sit here and endorse Justin Watson. I endorsed him. That's I why. Just don't think he's, I just don't think he's very good. Like, fair enough if there's no one else out there. Um. But I'm I'm not going to tell you to, to pick up Justin Watson. I accidentally closed out of my window, so I've got no one else to talk about. Nice. All right. Well, you know what? That's going to wrap it up. Trenton Irwin. Jamison Williams. Pick him up. Yes. Trenton Irwin on the Bengals. If T. Higgins isn't yep. playing, I would go for him again. Uh, even with Jake Brown, I? You know, I kind of like him. He's got moxie. I like him. Yeah. That's all I need out of a player. He got spirit, kid. He's got he's got heart. That's all I need out of my quarterback. Just just give me heart. That's it. You'll figure it out later. Just give me heart. Yeah. Alrighty, that's gonna have to. Do you want to do the uh, quick two minute drill? Let's do the quick two minute oh. drill. You kick, I'll it, kick off. it off. You kick it off. Alrighty. I mean, last time on the two minute drill, I spent my time complaining about Thursday night, not necessarily Thursday night, but Sunday night games and Monday night games like that because. We got robbed of the Eagles and the Bills on prime time. That was top top game of the year. It's going to be something we're going to talk about for the, the rest of the year going into the offseason. But no, we got the most disturbing game. There should have been a not safe for a work tag on last week's Vikings-Bears game. It was It's a disaster. Nobody wants to see it. Why would anybody force us to endure watching that game not on red zone? That would have been a perfect red zone game. Why? Because we wouldn't have seen it on red zone. <laughs> and, you know, we only got bits and pieces and cool plays. For You know, fortunately, there was a lot of cool plays in the Bills-Eagles game. But you know what? It would have been perfect for a primetime game. And I feel like the NFL needs to just do a better job with this stuff like this. They need to do a better job on flexing it. You know what? They need to flex their muscles instead of flexing absolutely nothing and their bad refereeing and put a proper game in primetime. Like right now, the Bengals-Jaguars 
is a Monday night game. That would have been cool if Joe Burrow was playing. But guess what? He's not. Needs to be flexed out. But I got hey, you know what? I'll even I'll even put in a proper game in prime time in that spot. Congratulations. The Niners and the Eagles. They play. Should be a primetime game. Guess what? It's not. But we get to see it on red zone, but we're only gonna be seeing bits and pieces of it because there's another four other games on red zone. It's it's stupid. Terrible planning. You know what? You could put the Browns in LA primetime would have been a better game than that. It's it's frustrating. I, I get pissed off thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, you should you should be, you should be pissed off. Basically, you should be pissed off mm-hmm. because that's your time they're taking. That's time you won't get back. I mean, you could turn the TV off. You could go and do something else, but you're not going to because we're stupid football. Fans. Yeah, and there's fantasy football app, uh, you know, yeah. and you know. Exactly. stuff to do i don't know the word for it application to it and we want to see what happens yes two minute drill let's have a look packers chiefs that'll be an absolute cracker jags bengals looking forward to it and that would have been and trevor Lawrence v joe burrow on monday night football that would have been a fantastic game unfortunately we're not going to get that we're going to get your mate jake browning I am really interested in that early window to watch saints lions lions were disappointing on thanksgiving as they tend to be every year but they up against the Saints, they need to put them to the sword. We've talked about the Saints don't have any wide receivers this week. The Lions don't really have a defense. Aiden Hutchinson's been good, but he's had no help. And I think we, we want to see... The, the Lions are a fun team when they're up and going, and I would like to see them put the Saints to the sword. Because also, I'm kind of over the Saints, and I want Dennis Allen to get fired. The Commanders at Dolphins, I think, could really be another situation where the Dolphins blow a team out. That's always fun. I don't know if A-Chain will be back. If he's back, you're obviously starting him. Um, but that that Dolphins team, take it to the Commanders. And we know the Commanders are going to keep throwing. Every week could be Ron Rivera's last as head coach. They fired their defensive coordinator this week, so that's not a great sign coming into a game against the hottest, defense in te- uh, the hottest offense in the league. Um, but that's not my problem to deal with. Uh, I assume you talked about Eagles 49ers, but not my, not in detail. Just mad that it wasn't a primetime game. I, I mean, it's there's three games. There. You're right. It should be a primetime game because it's a preview of the NFC Championship, pretty much. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to fold this into my um, not a prognostication necessarily. I think the winner of this game loses the NFC Championship when this is a rematch. Go Niners. Go Niners. You got a prognostication? Yeah, the NFL will actually flex its muscle and change a game. (laughs) I know I've been kind of ranting on that a couple times now, but it's starting to just get annoying now. First it was a meme. Now it's a dream. I'm going to go with also would last week I say it was going to be the last great Derrick Henry game it wasn't but he was quite good last he week he was shout out Derrick Henry I can say Brandon Staley gets fired after the Patriots <laughs> oh just... god which I'm not surprised because uh, Brandon Staley more importantly Justin Herbert doesn't do good against the Patriots Everyone does good against the Patriots this year, which is why he's going to be fired. 
gonna be fired. Fired. You're fired. Okay, who would you hire? Or is that too difficult of a question? Uh, it'd, be Kel- it'd be Kellen Moore would be the interim. Kellen Moore the interim? That's fair. I who yeah. I, I don't know enough about the assistant coaches and the, the coaching system. I Lincoln Riley. They're not a team that would make a splash and, and sign him. Actually he could be a candidate for the Panthers. And then he'll But I think they've had that I think they've had that go at the, the college coach. They've had their go at a lot of coaches, whether it was college or actually NFL established. They had a Super Bowl winner in Frank Wright when he was the coordinator for the Eagles. That didn't work out. So, you know what? I think at this point they do need an offensive-minded young gun from college who understands how to handle Bryce Young. But you know what? I'll let them deal with that. I make fantasy football analysis. They can do that. Yeah, they can do that. that. Right. But all right, that's going to have to wrap up this episode. Please don't go on my Twitter. I, I went and trolled a lot of people, and I said a lot of mean things. I don't want to get canceled. I mean, that's, you know, that's the, that's a YP. That's your problem. Yeah. Don't go on my Twitter because it's, it's just not that interesting. Yeah, same. Well, do what you want. Do what you want. Do follow me. Don't follow me. I'm actually in solo everywhere. All right. That's going to have to wrap up this episode. But hey, all of that, good luck, everybody. I'm ready for us today.